Welcome to the Panine Halacha podcast. Festivals, Chapter 13, Shavuos, Section 4, Chag HaKatsir, the Festival of the Harvest. The names of the festivals reflect the agricultural seasons in which they take place. Thus, we read from the book of Shemos, the 23rd chapter. Three times a year you shall hold a festival for me. You shall observe the festival of unleavened bread, that is, Pesach. Eating unleavened bread for seven days as I have commanded you, at the set time in the month of Aviv, for in it you went forth from Egypt. And none shall appear before me empty-handed. The festival of the harvest, Shavuos, of the first fruits of your work, of what you sow in the field, and the festival of ingathering, that is, Sukkot, at the end of the year, when you gather in the results of your work from the field. In those four verses from the book of Shemot, we learn that Pesach is celebrated in the spring, when everything begins growing that Shavuos is celebrated at the completion of the harvest and the beginning of the fruit picking, and that Sukkot is celebrated when all the year's fruit has been gathered. The natural processes that take place in this world reflect the spiritual processes that take place in the supernal world. The festivals disclose the spiritual content of this world and elevate nature's yearly cycle. Pesach takes place during a season of new beginnings and renewal. Therefore, it is at this time that we left Egypt and became a nation. Shavuos takes place during a season when a process of growth has peaked. Therefore, it is at this time that we receive the Torah. Sukkot takes place during a season of summation, when we manifest the privilege of living our lives in the shelter of God's providence. The holiday of Shavuos is also the day on which the fruits of the tree are judged. This idea comes from the Gemara in Masechet Rosh Hashanah. Because the first of the fruits start to ripen at about this time. Various fruits continue to ripen over the course of the summer, up until around Sukkot. On Shavuos, God passes judgment on the crop of fruit and determines its quantity and quality. Thus we see that Shavuos is a type of Rosh Hashanah for plant life, both fruits and grains. As we just explained, Shavuos is the judgment day for fruits, and grains, the staple food of humanity, finish growing around Shavuos. Barley begins ripening around Pesach time, and the other grains continue to ripen until Shavuos, when the wheat crop matures. Accordingly, Shavuos is called the Harvest Festival, Chag HaKatsir. The prophet Ezra ordained that we read the part of the Torah that includes curses right at the end of the book of Ayikra, just before the holiday of Shavuos, and that we should read the curses that appear at the end of the book of Devarim just before Rosh Hashanah, both as expressions of hope that the current year's curses will have come to an end, and also to lead people to repent in hopes of assuring a blessed new year. This idea comes from the Talmud in Masechet Megillah. Nowadays, though, in practice, the curses are usually read two weeks before Shavuos and two weeks before Rosh Hashanah, because we do not want to place these curses in such, in such close proximity to the festivals. Either way, we see yet another manifestation of Shavuos as a kind of Rosh Hashanah. On the Harvest Festival, 
Farmers harvest the fruits of their labor. They finish harvesting the grain and they begin picking the fruit. Similarly, from a spiritual perspective, on Shavuos, the Jewish people harvested the fruits of their ancestors' labor and were privileged to receive the Torah. Two processes were brought to completion on Shavuos with the giving of the Torah. First, the lengthy process that began when our ancestors started to follow God's ways, and which continued with the self-sacrifice of the generations enslaved in Egypt. Second, the shorter process of spiritual growth during Sfiras HaOmer. To summarize, one of the Torah's names for Shavuos is Chag HaKatsir, the Harvest Festival. Agriculturally, the holiday takes place at the end of the grain harvest and the beginning of the tree fruit harvest. This agricultural fact alludes to three moods or themes of the holiday. First, Shavuos takes place during a critical time period for farming, both for the grain crop and the fruit crop. In fact, the Gemara in Megillah states that Shavuos is the day of judgment, the mini Rosh Hashanah, for fruit trees. Even our annual Parsha schedule emphasizes that Shavuos is a kind of Rosh Hashanah. There are two sections in the Torah listing curses that the Jews will face if they sin, and beseeching the Jews to do tshuva. Ezra ordained that we read one of these sections just before Rosh Hashanah and the other just before Shavuos. Our current Parsha cycle honors this. The harvest holiday, as a name for Shavuos, speaks to this critical, heavy moment. Second, that Shavuos is the end of the grain harvest emphasizes that Shavuos is the culmination of a process that, be- that began before it. Often we think of Shavuos as the culmination of Pesach, or the culmination of leaving Egypt, or even the culmination of the counting of the Omer. The name Harvest Festival speaks to the fact that we are capping off something which sprouted earlier. Third, Shavuos's agricultural timing connects it to Pesach and to Sukkot, which also occur at important agricultural moments. We end up with a three-part agricultural cycle. Pesach is the beginning of the harvest. It's also the beginning of the Jewish people as a nation. Shavuos is the turning point of the harvest, completing grain and beginning fruit. It's also the turning point in the Jewish story, when after so much development, we finally receive the Torah and begin to reap the Torah's fruits. Sukkot is the end of the harvest, when we can relax and reflect and express gratitude for the gifts of God's presence. The name Harvest Festival for Shavuos speaks to the fact that we are in the second step of this three-step cycle. One quick note from me. I want to step back for a moment and reflect on the two methods that the Panini Halacha uses in this section to discern the meaning and themes of Shavuos. The first method he uses is the agricultural mindset method. The Panini Halacha asks us to enter into the mind of a farmer at this time of year. What is their mood? What are they thinking and feeling? At the Shavuos time of year, the farmer is getting a sense of urgency that this moment is important. I hope it goes well so that my fruit harvest is successful. There's also the feeling of culmination. My grain has been ripening for the last two months. Now we are finally done harvesting it. There's also the feeling of transition. I started in spring. I'll finish in fall. Right now, it's the turning point, the beginning of the summer. If you start with these farmer feelings and then ask, What in Jewish history, or what in the relationship between Jews and Hashem, is also represented by those feelings, 
you could end up with a picture of what your holiday means. The second method that the Panini Halacha employs is the pairing with other holiday method. The Panini Halacha looks for evidence that Shavuos should be seen as directly connected to one or two other holidays, and then uses that connection to make a statement about Shavuos. In this section, we saw three such examples. Shavuos as a sister holiday to Rosh Hashanah. We also saw Shavuos as a finale holiday to Pesach. And finally, we saw Shavuos as the center of a Pesach Shavuos Sukkis sandwich. Using these tools, the agricultural mindset, and the pairing with the other holiday methods, the Panini Halacha is able to paint a rich portrait of Shavuos in this one section. The Panini Halacha podcast provides English audio of Panini Halacha, an exceptional work of Halacha by Rav Eliezer Melamed Shlita. The English translation was overseen by Ellie Fisher and Corin Publishers. These texts are available for free online, and beautiful printed volumes are available for purchase. The summaries and reflections are from me, Ben Greenfield, Rabbi of the Greenpoint Shul in New York City. I occasionally make subtle changes to the original translation, often for clarity, sometimes by mistake.